Yesterday's message was fire or fire. <laughs> and it was needed because we're called to be fiery. We're called to be fire brands. You know, I'd, um, Chuck Pierce has said recently that God showed him a vision that or a dream. I'm not sure which one it was. I don't want to mess it up. But some way God communicated to him that we could burn the enemy up with his own fire. Be fiery, people. Let the fire of God consume you and fall down. Listen, it's this entire decade is predicated upon the redemptive prophet. We talked about that last year on episode one. Again, episode maybe five. It was January 15th. And we have a couple more episodes about that in March. And one thing that aligns with the redemptive prophet design is the brazen altar. There had to be fire, sacrifice. There had to be fire, which restored, restoration came. One of the primary purposes of a redemptive prophet is to bring restoration. It's to bring order. That's why on the first day in Genesis, light brought order from chaos, which also aligns with the redemptive prophets. So look throughout this decade. In every year, look throughout this decade for the brazen altar, for the fire, for light, for there to be restoration, for there to be order, for light to dispel. Now, there's a difference between exposing and dispelling. We've been using that word exposed a lot in, in Christianity, and I'm not sure if we, we're using it accurately. We want light to dispel darkness, and we want Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth to reveal what we need to understand. And God's going to expose how he exposed, but I just want to caution us a little bit because I, and this is not, I'm, I'm not correcting, not that it would be wrong to correct, because we need to get back to prophets correcting inaccuracies. We've gotten so far from that, but we're going to return there. Trust me, we'll get back to that in this decade. But I'm, I'm cautioning us because we could be asking or praying that from a place of negativity, a place of impurity in our hearts when we're asking things to be exposed. So ask the spirit of truth to come in a greater measure. And ask for revelation light to be shown and for the light of Yahweh, for the countenance of Yeshua. That's what uh, the Abrahamic, excuse me, the, the Aaronic blessing is, is that the light of Yeshua's face, his countenance would shine. The light of God's face would shine. Decree that Yeshua's countenance shines and wherever his, his countenance shines, there is going to be light. Whatever's dark and hidden is going to be revealed. It's about revelation. Listen, we need revelation. Now, what I'm about to read to you has nothing to do with the redemptive prophet, but I'm feeling an unction to go there. So we're going to go with the spirit of God. A redemptive prophet, just like an Ephesians 4 prophet, reveals, interprets the mysteries of God. They just do it differently. And I promised you back in a part of the word that I released for 2021 that we'd revisit redemptive gifts because we talked about it in two episodes in 2020. We're going to talk about it again. It's a part of it's a part of my ministry. So I, I teach on a lot of things, but redemptive gifts is one of the primary things I teach on. 
and a redemptive prophet, which is different than an Ephesians 4 prophet. One is Romans 12, one is Ephesians 4. They are different. There are similarities, excuse me, because they're cut from the same cloth, but there are major differences. On either extreme, because we're talking about the decade of the redemptive prophet, which also happens to be the decade of the Ephesians 4 prophet, because it's the decade of the mouth. So there is going to be revelation. We want the spirit of revelation as well. We learned, I talk about, it is wisdom and revelation that brings illumination. That's what we really want. We don't just want wisdom. We don't just want revelation. We want illumination. When those two are combined, they birth a child. That child's called illumination. Now, that's a God word. Pick that up. Yahweh created that. Um, And illumination gives us clarity. Illumination is the thing that causes whatever was unable to be known, what was unable to be understood, what was unable to be seen, what has been, I mean, just completely like put in earth in dust and shambles. And I mean, sackcloth and great whatever, I mean, just uniquely hidden, illumination brings it to surface and you have complete understanding of his purpose, of why it's there, of what it is. So that's what we want. Now, praise God that he's already sent the spirit of wisdom forward throughout this entire decade in various extremes in each year. Thank God we saw it and we're seeing, we saw it in 2020 in a different light. We're seeing it in 2021 in a different light. It's more now with distinguishing and discerning, but also we have to grab hold of revelation. You see, that's that prophet part, the Romans 12 and the Ephesians 4. It's the revelation. The spirit of wisdom's on the move, but now God allows some of his people. Now, understand this because it's going to make some of you mad. Every human being has a, has a Romans 12 gift. It's just whether they're using it to glorify Yahweh or not. That's why I loved how C. Peter Wagner talked about his, when he talked about the seven mountains of influence, it was a little different than Lance Wild now. And I see the other gentleman in my eye, but I can't think of his name, John Johnny Enlow. And what C. Peter Wagner would say is that There are apostles, prophets, pastors, evangelists, and teachers on every mountain. And I'm like, yeah, Peter. And you you don't hear that because we take that church jargon just to remain in the religion mountain. But no, if Yeshua is going to have all the kingdoms, kings, princes, and dominions of the world under his dominion, Doesn't that mean that he wants the other six mountains to have representations of him? Now, I'm about to set some of y'all free. This is deliverance. You see, this is deliverance in a new way. It's not like it always has been. I I don't have to be near you. It's deliverance through the airwaves. That was a part of the word released for 2021. We're cleansing and purifying the atmosphere. Receive it through the airwaves, your deliverance. Go. Into the family mountain, 
Go into the education mountain. Go into the arts entertainment. Go to the media. Go to the business and go to the government mountains. Be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Stop relegating it to the four walls. That's why we're not seeing revolutions and breakthrough in society because we keep putting church things in church. Take I, I love what Sean Foyt has done. Because what he did was implement what people have been saying and praying, but we just weren't, we, people weren't doing it. The church is good for that. That's called religion and hypocrisy. It's double. It's horrible. Now, I talked about in the last episode how God, it gets under his skin, the Philistines. You want to know what really boils him? Religion and hypocrisy. Now, we read that in the book of Proverbs twice in the same chapter, God can, I mean, it's beyond detesting. I don't even know if there's a word that's beyond detesting. He just cannot stand hypocrisy. That's what we got to get out of us. And the way that we get it out of us is by being extravagant and fiery. Sean Foyt said, I'm fiery and I'm going forward. And he took it. Okay. We can't worship in church. Do we can't worship in churches? I'm going to take it outside of the church as it always was meant to be. Ha. Glory to God. Now, we talk about this in, I don't know which episode. I did an episode back in 2020, but I talk about he came. Yeshua came to earth. Glory to God that he came to earth. And that's exactly what Sean Foyt is representing in the States for the seven mountains. Go into the, this is what's in Matthew 28. Go ye therefore and make disciples of nations, people of God. Take your apostles and take your prophets and take your pastors, take your teachers and evangelists and all the other ones that follow beyond that according to 1 Corinthians 12, 28 and go to the, listen, you think, and you see, this is where we get into false prayers, witchcraft prayers. We think that a businessman is just supposed to, by happenstance, hear a minister's name or somebody in the church of God's name and randomly haphazardly just reach out to that person and bring the child of God who's in the church into the business arena to now tell them how to restructure and order their business. That's not how that works. No. Mm -mm. That's not how that works, people of God. Now, it can. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It's improbable, though. That's not how that works. You look at the life of Abraham. Abraham was amongst a lot of ites and they bowed down to him. Excuse me. They bowed down to his God, yet still stuck with their God. But they bowed down, acknowledging that his God was true God. And they partnered and paid homage to, to Abraham. That's how that's supposed to work. That's exactly what David did with the Philistines. He became just like them, but kept his fire and love on for Yahweh, came out of it. And went back into Israel and acquired all of Judah and Israel and was rightly anointed and seated. That's how that works. That's what Esther did. That's what Daniel did. Stop trying to be these cute, saved, persnickety, just holier than thou saints. That works on my nerves. I just have to be honest. Stop doing that because that's in the flesh and it's naivety. Naivety is going to cause people to be taken out this year. Put on the spirit of wisdom. 
Put on your discerning of spirits anointing, put on distinguishment and get the revelation to be anointed and appointed with that so we can have illumination. By God, that's what Paul prayed for Ephesus. Ephesus just thought they had it going on all that in a bag of chips. And Paul walked in on the scene with the gangsaline and said, no, you're still missing something. So I pray, Ephesians. God fills you with the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you will know X, Y, Z, which birth illumination. Put it on, sons of God. You need wisdom and you need revelation because revelation is going to reveal those things that are hidden. Listen to me. They're mysteries to be uncovered. That's how Paul understood things that were hidden. There were Peter couldn't even do some of the decoding of mysteries. That's what Daniel. Now, Daniel is hailed for his excellent spirit by way of wisdom and his moral character, which is kind of a, a, a dual thing. But Daniel, excuse me, Daniel also had a gift of revelation. So did Joseph, a gift of revelation that was put in there and, and their gift of wisdom allowed like um, a magnet revelation to be drawn to them so that they can then do that. Revelation is what allows us to understand. Now, not just understand, but to decode and reveal mysteries. God is speaking. God wants us to understand and know things. In this year, not just this decade, but in this year now, I see I just saw a picture. It's like navigating through a swamp at night. Now, if you are not from swamp lands like Louisiana, primarily in Florida, they're, they're the primary states that have swamps. But the other southern states and those areas have swamps as well. Um, I, I, I see it like in the thick Everglades with a bunch of trees and brushes or even so let's say you're you're not in the states let's somewhere like the amazon i mean it's just vast and wide and it's dark and it's i mean you ain't got no light out there but the star, the stars and the moon and the trees are thick and dense and the water's just running and rushing and i mean you know there's danger lurking around you beneath you it might even be on land staring at you but god gives revelation now, in that instance, in that example, because what I was seeing was navigating in situations like that with success. Now, the Amazon is dangerous. There are lots of dangerous creatures in the Amazon, but swamps are dangerous for a different reason. The primary creatures in swamps are alligators and depending on you know where you are for instance the crocodiles can be in swamps like in florida because they can travel crocodiles have an ability to be in salt or fresh water um but primarily alligators um water moccasins and other various uh snakes um like in the amazon there might be jaguars and things of that nature but in swamps it's primarily just water Creatures, remember water is important this year. Remember water was important crossing over to the next. 
Remember, there were giants waiting in the water. Remember, Egypt worshipped the water and worshipped creatures of the water and called them gods. And, and I covered a little bit of what that looks like and sounds like as well when I go over that. So water is important. We're going to have to face, I was having a conversation, actually it wasn't a conversation because I cut it short because it wasn't going anywhere. It, it, was, it, it started from a, a faulty place that wanted to be led with pride, which would have caused an argument by wisdom. I saw it at the onset. I cut it off. I didn't engage it. But there was a conversation that I was brought into last year about a comment I had made about water demons, water spirits. There are water spirits, people. There are water demons. We're going to face off some water demons in 2021. Many of them are principalities. And Yeshua is going to defeat them and feed them to us. Hallelujah. Some of the other ones are demons, and we're going to have to resist and fight those entities. Now, that was free. My point in saying all this was about the revelation. We're navigating through treacherous waters at nighttime with little to no light, but there, is, I, there was such a confidence in the water, on the swamp. The, and I, I didn't go into the full vision I was seeing, but there were people in the boat and they were paddling and there was confidence. Nobody was anxious or, I mean, aware. We're aware of what's underneath and what's around us, but there, there wasn't fear. That's what God wants us to have. And we have confidence and we have assurance because we are aware by the spirit of wisdom, but revelation is leading us, navigating us to our destination. That is the point of revelation. We must have revelation. God wants to speak and reveal to us from point A to point B and what's in between A and B outside around. Revelation is like a GPS. It gives you all this, not just the destination, but uh, many of you all, have you heard of this app called Waze, W-A-Z-E? Uh, outage a mile ahead or alert a mile ahead or here's a gas station if you need gas. Here's a food place if you need to stop. That's what a GPS system does and that's what the Spirit of Revelation does. We need to understand mysteries because God has put so many mysteries. He's laced so many mysteries in this decade. But in, the, in each year, actually, so let's talk about 2021. I myself don't even know all of them, so I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I do. But I know that God wants us to know. And I know that if we press in, now let me tell you how we press in, and I'm going to get into the word because I've just been preaching. We press in by consecrating ourselves. That's the 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 purity. That's the purifying. That's what um, we talked about with a portion of the word released for 2021 that we would need to cleanse. We So it was different than being made whole in 2020 with the fire on the brazen altar. In 2021, we now get purified. 
we get cleansed and we consecrate ourselves. We see this. I give an example of Jacob. God said to Jacob, get rid of your household idols because I'm shifting you from this place to the next. We can't go to our next place taking the same things with us in the prior places. That's why some of us can't shift. That's a word for all of us because we're taking old baggage. We just can't let it go. Just like Israel, they could not let Egypt go. They could not let the complaining and what was in 2020 and what was supposed to be. Oh my God, you stole this from me. Ah, ah, ah. They couldn't let go. I'm speaking to us now. What was in 2018, 2016? Let it go and press on. You don't know what you're doing trying to continue, trying to pull something that God has called an end to, or he's put a divine pause. He's either called an end to or put a divine pause, and you're still trying to take it with you. You know what's going to happen. Just read about Israel around Judges. or around numbers into Joshua, then judges. You'll see what happened. Don't do this, people of God. Let it go. Get in divine alignment with him. Consecrate yourself. Another example of this, God told Joshua this often in the book of Joshua. They couldn't win any battles unless they consecrated themselves. And there was one time where they were defiled. It was, you, you know, the story, the story of Achan, the entirety of Israel was defiled because of Achan, one man's sin. Now that, that was, that must have been a real gross iniquitous thing for the entire nation to be defiled. But it wasn't just on that level. It was about unto their next victory. They lost that battle because of Achan. And they couldn't win. So they had to consecrate. And you know the story what happened to Achan. If you don't, go look it up. Go read it. It's a good story. And once they consecrated themselves, they went back up and fought and they defeated their enemy. We must consecrate ourselves this year. Listen to me. This is the last thing I promise. I, I talk about this in the last episode. God is going to do because he's good, he's God, and he's sovereign but he also gives us choices. So God has put things in this year and in this season to set us up for success, for set us up for victory, to, to give us even a head start and edge. But there are other aspects where we're going to have to partner with him and say yes, and we're going to have to choose. We're going to have to decide. Decision making is huge this year. Make decisions. We practice this in business or the company I work for, at least one of the things that many leaders are facing is that they don't know how to make decisions because they're fearful or two, they make decisions, but they can't explain the logic of why they made those decisions. So yes, you, we want you to make decisions and not just sit there in indecision, but also, even if it's a bad decision, please be able to un please be able to explain why you made that decision and why you derived it. You see, that's the power of the double mind, the instability, the unstable man, schizophrenia. And again, I'm not 
making light of anyone suffering with any mental illnesses, but literally double-mindedness equals schizophrenia. And God wants to deliver. Listen, that's, a, that's another form of deliverance. Decree God is giving wisdom. We get delivered from, we combat a tool to fight schizophrenia and double-mindedness is wisdom. So decree that we're getting new weaponry of wisdom to combat mental illnesses, especially schizophrenia. Hello, deliverance. Hello, miracle, wonder-working power. You see, it's all over. We just got to see it. Believe and see it. God said it. Believe it. He's going to do miracles. Believe it. But we got to get delivered first. So ask, you know, spirit of wisdom to fill us so we can get delivered of our indecision and instability. But God wants to do it. So we partner with that thing. We partner with what he's doing. Okay. I have preached enough. We're 25 minutes in and we're not even into the chapter yet. We're in Psalm 75 today. And this is titled A Cup in God's Hand. I am going to read two translations, the trash translation and then the amplified version. This is also a song from the prophet Asaph, and I explain how Asaph is aligned in the previous day, in the previous podcast episode. There is a tune to this song of Do Not Destroy. First one, God, our hearts spill over with praise to you. We overflow with thanks for your name is the near one. Hallelujah. Jehovah Shammah is one of the names in this year. Call on him while he's near. We talked about that scripture uh, in Isaiah for this year. All we want to talk about is your wonderful works, and we hear your reply. When the time is ripe, I will arise, and I will judge the world with perfect righteousness. Though I have set the earth firmly on its pillars, I will shake it until it totters, and everyone's hearts will tremble. Pause in his presence. God warns the proud, stop your arrogant boasting, and he warns the wicked, don't think for a moment you can resist me. Why would you speak with such stubborn pride? Don't you dare raise your fist against me. This I know. The favor that brings promotion and power doesn't come from anywhere on earth, for no one exalts a person but God, the true judge of all. He alone determines, excuse me, he alone determines where favor rests. He anoints one for greatness and brings another down to his knees. A foaming cup filled with judgment mixed with fury is in the hands of the Lord Jehovah, full to the brim and ready to run over. He filled it up for the wicked and they will drink it down to the very last drop. But I will proclaim the victory of the God of Jacob. My melodies of praise will make him known. My praises will break the powers of wickedness while the righteous will be promoted and become powerful. Now, if you don't decree anything else, decree Psalm 75, because that's a word for all of us. It's, it's so encouraging. It's so affirming and it's so assuring. Decree this passage. Remember, we talked about hearing the word. So that's what that's what we've been doing, because we've gotten so far away from hearing the word in the church. And what I mean by that is hearing the scripture. We, we're just hearing people's opinions. We're hearing people's iterations. We're hearing people's translations. We're hearing people's whatever. We're hearing man. We want to hear Yahweh. We want to hear actually. We want to hear Yeshua because Yeshua is the Word. We want to hear Him, His voice. 
So you got to hear the word. Then you read the word. Fall back in love with the word of God. Get back into the books. I, I skipped over this earlier, excuse me, but that's how we consecrate ourselves in 2021 so we can get that conquering, victorious dominion. Get back to the basics. The apostles knew what was up. The prophets, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel knew what was up. Eat the scroll, eat the word, live the word, pray and fast. Get back to the basics. Consecrate yourself for today. I am shifting you from this place to your next place of promotion. And you cannot take with you what you took with you in the past. Now, that's a word. I actually have an episode, I think it's on December 22nd, where it's called Prophetic Perspect or Prophetic Exhortation, I think, actually. And I am prophesying through exhortation, and I release that word as well. That's a word to understand. Get in your position and consecrate yourself. Listen, Yeshua said some of these things don't come out except but by prayer and fasting. There's grace. Glory. Hallelujah. There's grace. You have waited. You've tried. You've stood. You've done all you knew to do. You've been like the woman with the issue of blood multiplied times 10 hundred. You have done all you've known to do. Um, you've gone to this person. You've sought this counsel. You've took this remedy. You took this class. You paid for this book. You've done that and you still couldn't get deliverance. You still couldn't get your breakthrough. Let me tell you something. There's nothing defective with you and you know, there's probably not anything defective with the people who administered the deliverance either. Now, listen to me. There are some of you out there who are experiencing this and you have been told by some people you just didn't believe enough. You just didn't talk to the right person. And for some of you in that group, you probably didn't. OK, but understand the overarching theme is when you look at stories like this, the writers of these books wrote these words, or Yeshua said these words in some of the books. It was so that God would get the glory. The woman with the issue of blood went around with that thing for years, over a decade. It was so that God would get the glory. You hear me? There is a story in the book of John where this man is born with a, 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 a feeble a debility. And Yeshua visits and he is exhorting the parents saying, you didn't sin. There's no sin in your bloodline. He didn't do anything wrong. This isn't a curse. His feebleness is so that Yahweh will get the glory. Let me encourage you and prophesy to you right now. If this is you, you need to get before the face of Yahweh and consecrate yourself and try it again. Try it in 2021 because there's grace. The word of exhortation is that there is grace. The anointing, cry out for, ask for the anointing. Now, by the grace of God, by the breath of God, by the ruach, the anointing. Now, try it again. Now, that was for some of you. 
Okay, we're reading Psalm 75 in the Amplified Bible. This is titled, God abases the proud but exalts the righteous. We give thanks and praise to you, O God. We give thanks for your wonderful works. Declare that your name is near. People declare your wonders. That's another way that we're going to see some breakthroughs and the miraculous happen. We've gotten too stiff and comfortable. And also, the, the pressures and oppression of the world is trying to stifle our praise. You heard the last verse in the Passion Translation of 75 said, the antidote for my breakthrough for your miracle power is my praise. The antidote for victory against the enemy is my praise. Get back in praise. Get back in a spirit of thanksgiving. Listen, don't forget, bless the Lord and do not forget all his benefits. Don't forget all his wondrous deeds. Don't forget what he did for you in 2020, in 2019, 2018, in 2002, in 1979, in 1949. However old you are, let's just go back as far as that. You know, you, you there still might be people alive. Uh, actually, there are. My grandmother was born in 1939. However old you are and however new you are into the earth living, remember how good he was to you then. There's a song by John Thurlow, one of my favorite songs by John Thurlow. And he is singing and he's saying, I remember your faithfulness to Moses. I remember your faithfulness to David. I remember your faithfulness to Jacob. I remember your faithfulness to me. God has been faithful throughout the generations. God has been faithful in your life in your very own generational life, not just in your generation of peers and your age group, but just in your chronological life. He has been faithful. Honor him and remember him for those things and watch your praise plummet and pull things down. It's actually Thanksgiving. Get into the spirit of Thanksgiving and get back into gratefulness because we need that. That's for all of us, I'm not pointing fingers at anybody specifically. That's a weapon of warfare this year. Verse 2 in the Amplified Bible. When I select an appointed time, I will judge with equity, says the Lord. Thank God that he is a just, fair God. The earth and all the inhabitants of it melt. The tumultuous times, it is I who will steady its pillars. Glory to God. We decree right now your word. According to Psalm 75, verse 3, the shakings in this earth that's caused by the dragon, that's caused by the other chief principalities loosed in this decade, you will steady its pillars. Thank you, Father, for that. Selah. Verse four, I said to the arrogant, do not boast and to the wicked, do not lift up the horn of self-gratification. Do not lift up your defiant and aggressive horn on high. Do not speak with a stiff neck. Father, teach us how not to speak out of sequence of the flesh. For not from the east, nor from the west, nor from the desert comes exaltation. But God is the judge. He puts down one and lifts up another. For a cup of his wrath is in the hand of the Lord and the wine foam, foams, excuse me. It is well mixed and fully spiced and he pours out from it and all the wicked of the earth must drain it and drank down to its dregs. But as for me, I will declare it and rejoice forever. I will sing praises to the God of Jacob and all the horns of the wicked he will cut off, but the horns of the righteous will be lifted up. It's actually verse nine that talks about our praise being the weapon against our oppressors. Listen, 
We're going to close out and end this now. I want it to be as long as yesterday's was. I pray you're blessed. I pray you're edified. I pray you get a new two-step. You get a new praise. You get a new song. You get a new dance. You get your praise on. And that it's all from a place of thanksgiving. Remember, listen, God judged Israel. Always, always, always. I mean, you can go through all the books of the prophets. Whatever the effect or the consequences of their judgment was predicated upon this one thing. You didn't listen to me. So inhabitants of the earth in 2021, in the 21st century, learn from ancient Israel. Listen to the father. Read the logos. Receive the rhema first from Holy Spirit and second from Yeshua's mouthpieces, Yeshua's prophets. He is raising prophets up, new prophets. That's a good thing because his army is vast and it's a new time that new voices need to come. Listen, when when you when they escaped from Egypt and crossed over the metaphorical swamp, there was a newness. In fact, we see this in Genesis, excuse me, Exodus 15. They celebrated and danced and, and offered Thanksgiving. But Joshua was on the scene early, helping Moses out. He was on the scene early. There was a newness about them. We see in, in chapters later beyond 17 where Moses had his father-in-law Jethro prophetically counsel him. And Moses was able to raise up even more leaders. Um, now, some of these leaders are not most of actually a, the greater portion of these leaders are not even mentioned about their acts or what they did. But we do know about all of them that they were leaders and that they partnered with and helped Moses. It wasn't just him. Glory to God that he's raised up new leaders and he's going to continue because it's about the four P's promise, posterity, progeny and prophecy. And it's not just for one generation. However, God still has the prophets that he raised up the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s. He still has those ones. And it's going to be such a beautiful picture how it all comes together. I talk about this in the reordering and the renumbering, how it looked in the book of Numbers. It's all going to be so beautiful and unique in the family unit. Glory to God for that. Now, get Thanksgiving back in your hearts. Get Thanksgiving on and get into a spirit of gratefulness and watch some things shake, shift, and produce in your life suddenly. When we do that, because we're consecrating ourselves, get into a consecration mode. Let the waters of Yahweh purify and wash over you. It first starts with the washing of the water of the word. That's what it first starts with. Get back into the word. Go back to the basics. That's what this that's a portion of what this year is about. At least what he gave me. Go back to the basics. Go back to the simplistic things of the Christian faith and watch even the simple things. When we talked about this in one of the episodes of 31 Days of Wisdom, even the simplest things of Yahweh are more profound than the most profound thing of the wise in this world's system. Blessings.